Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to the No Ratings Podcast, the place that's going to be your space for everything internet, football and good vibes. Today I'm joined by a hell of a cast, however, it's boring if I just rock up here and go, this guy's this and he's amazing, this guy's this and he's amazing. So I'm going to let the guys introduce themselves. Uh, Grizz, please go ahead first. Hi, I'm, my name is Grizz, I work for 90 Minutes and I love Liverpool. Absolutely love Liverpool, and so therefore I represent Liverpool. Can I get you to tell us a fun fact about yourself? Fun fact? That's a tough question. Fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. I could easily be a professional cricketer when I was 16. Uh, I, I said fun fact, not I, lie. <laughs> no, 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 this is a fun fact. No, no, this is a fun fact. Absolutely. So I actually managed to get off my IT exam uh, just to go to these Essex trials, and then I didn't go to the Essex trials. I bunked <laughs> Yeah, so that's a fun fact. I could have been a cricket player, but instead um, I'm on YouTube talking to you. Well, I just want to say, just as an outside comment, outside looking in, you weren't on. You were going on trial. You weren't getting signed. Anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to let you. I'm, you have no chance of backing yourself, Chris. <laughs> I, I was going to say those those days. You know, corruption was rife those days. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Amir, hit me. My name is Amir. I'm a football writer, a content creator in general, a sportman city. Fun fact, me and Zidane Iqbal went to the same school. South Asians were taken over. Mental. That is a good fact. Is he a nice guy? I was older than him. It would be weird if I was chatting to him in school. (laughs) But from what I've heard, lovely guy. Lovely guy. (laughs) I just want to clarify very quickly. Have you never spoken to anyone younger than me? I mean, just if I'm in year 10 or year 11, I'm not going to be hanging out with the year 7s. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's a bit, but, a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, know, it feels like a school, but <laughs> uh, Adam, go ahead. Hi, how's it going? My name's Adam. I'm a junior doctor, just coming up to my second year of uh, working. Graduated in 2020, so timed it well in terms of pandemic. Um, got a bit of a career break year coming up, so got a bit more time to get involved in this sort of stuff. Avid Man United fan, so 
taking a lot of L's uh, on behalf of my club. <laughs> in fact, I don't know about fun, but the reason I didn't make it as a professional footballer was had a knee injury when I was like... Yeah, you know what? I oh, my head I was going, he's about to say he's had a knee injury. Yeah, it's, coming. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming. That knee injury went to A&E, guy laid me down on the table and he marked the uh, inside of my ankles and he was like, you know, one leg shorter than the other. I was like, wow, I didn't realise that. He's like, you're not allowed to do any, you're not going to make us a like pro baller. I was like, cool. That's my excuse in the bag. <laughs> wow, fair play. To be fair, well, though, it wasn't the fact that I was a fat brown kid from Hounslow. It's just the fact that one of my legs was a bit shorter than the other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you didn't say Messi. Messi had the same issue. You can fix me. But anyway, clearly you didn't believe in your minerals that much. Moving swiftly on. Um, one of the best debates in football right now is who is a better manager out of Pep and Klopp. I don't want to go down that lane of debate today. I think we should be looking at this new evolution that is potentially starting. City are offloaded players with Sterling, Jesus, uh, Fernandinho obviously left, and they're replaced with potentially Calvin Phillips and Haaland. Liverpool have lost Mane, Salah staying, they've brought in Nunez, and Klopp's hinted at a 4-2-3-1 for the new season. Uh, Amir, are we seeing an evolution with Pep and the way he is doing things at City, maybe even the way City are doing business? I think in general... Um... Pep's been here such a long time that we've seen maybe two or three versions of a Guardiola team. I think sort of to begin with, he had players from the end and through the middle of Pellegrini and Mancini sides. Um, We obviously had the really direct um, traditional wingers in Sane and Sterling. But then following that, you know, we had Bernardo Silva on the wings, inverted. And then now we're going towards sort of a system that's, heavily based in control it's a bit more I don't know it's a bit more methodic um, and like City really prioritise keeping the game within their hands and not really giving the opportunity uh, of a counter-attack or a chance from the other side I think now with Pep and Klopp they're both moving to sort of traditional nines um, but I think that means that the creativity has to come from somewhere else has to come from more of the midfield like uh, their teams did before the Firmino and Gabriel Jesus and Phil Foden um, sort of period to play. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how Pep adapts with the sort of directness and output of Jesus and Sterling going. I think they'll need to get uh, get output from maybe someone like a Cucurella out wide on the left. Um, and then, yeah, Haaland, he just brings a ridiculous amount of goals himself and City have goals from midfield in Gundogan and De Bruyne. So I think they should be okay, but it would be it will be interesting to see how they do replace uh, the contributions of Sterling and Jesus in that way. Adam, looking from the outside in, being a United fan, this probably isn't the conversation you want to be having about Pep and Klopp and Liverpool and Man City, but I'm sure you've got very used to it these days. Um, is this something that, like, as a as an outside fan looking in, you're thinking maybe this, where a lot of people are saying the evolution of the two clubs has started, maybe this is the potentially the turn of the page. Maybe like there's a new era of teams about to come in because City have lost Sterling and Jesus, because Liverpool lost maybe one of like Klopp's most cr- critical uh, players in his plan in Mane. Yeah, I think obviously it's not a chat that I want to have as a Man United fan. I'm not going to talk in the fight, but if we're talking Liverpool versus Man City, I think Manchester's always going to be United. Uh, so from my perspective, if you look at City, I think it's a big summer. They've lost probably the last one out of that sort of spine. You had company, he's gone. Silver's gone, Aguero's obviously gone a couple of seasons ago, and Fernandinho's the last one. So I think Calvin, I think Calvin Phillips, I think people might disagree with me here, but I think Calvin Phillips is like incredible. Like I said halfway through the season that I think I, he's I disagree with Champions you. League 
Sorry. Yeah, actually, go on. Yeah, no, no, just, just you said, uh, I know people are going to disagree with me. I just wanted to enforce that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But like, I, honestly, I think halfway through the season, I said something like, I think Calvin Phillips is a Champions League quality player. This was before City were linked to him. And I said, like, I think if Arsenal signed him on a nine, they could push top three, top four. So the, the fact that we got Calvin Phillips in as a Fernandinho replacement, who was already sort of, Faltering I don't think, really I don't think he's a replacement team. though. If you think about Fernandinho, he's already been replaced a couple of seasons ago by Rodri. Rodri's your main DM now. How much should Fernandinho yeah, I agree play with that. I think, so I think Phillips, Rodri's I think the main DM. Yeah, Phillips is your, I don't know, he's for squad depth. He's going to probably play quite a lot of games, but I don't think you need to look at it as uh, Phillips is replacing Fernandinho because I think Rodri is... But Fernandinho was the, the second choice DM, isn't it? So I think Phillips that's is becoming yeah, that's the second true. choice DM. So, so I guess that's, that's a great signing then, isn't it? And I think I agree with you, man. Phillips is great. If you look at the Euros as well, Phillips was exceptional. He's done I thought he had a better games. Euros than Declan Rice as well. But I agree. I agree. The, the other thing as well, Bielsa Ball. Bielsa Ball is mad. And Phillips has been basically the sole DM in that team. And he's held his own. I think that, that tells you everything, doesn't it? You are rolling your eyes hard at this, Chris. So I don't know why you're sat there silent. This is not like you. I, I, I was quiet. There was a reason, technical reason why I was quiet because there was an ice cream van going past. Otherwise, I was dying to talk. So, so that explains God bless that ice cream van. Yeah, I, I was dying to butt in, but the ice cream van saved them. But now, joking aside, uh, back to your original point about the evolution of both teams, I think I find it intriguing. Absolutely intriguing how both coaches are approaching it. These guys, in my, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, will go down as absolute legendary icon managers and... They are so ahead of the times. They are. And this, and it's so amazing how, how they've both gone for target men as number nines when they've been sort of labelled sort of with the playing with a false nine because people tend to forget before, well, not before Pep, because Pep invented it at Barcelona with, with Messi, wasn't it? But, but uh, in the Premier League, one of the first people to start it was, was Bobby Firmino and Klopp. People forget that Bobby Firmino wasn't a striker. So when people talk about, oh, we're playing with a false nine or Man City didn't play with a, a, a striker last season, well, we haven't been playing with a striker for five, six seasons. But it's very intriguing how they've both, and I agree with Omer about how they've revamped their playing styles. Again, just like Pep has with City, Klopp has with Liverpool in terms of heavy gang, heavy gang, heavy metal football when he first heavy came gangs. in. Heavy gang, yeah. There's um, <laughs> really overweight footballers. Yeah, footballers. But he... Um, but the heavy metal stuff when he came with, with then we went out sort of with a three-pronged attack and a very um, pragmatic midfield. Then he's gone for a controlling midfield with lots of possession. And now he's evolving again. Uh, you know, totally, Darwin Nunes, for example, you could say is totally different to Bobby, but very much like, and I'm not, we're not going to go into the comparisons with Haaland, very much like Haaland. And then they've lost Sterling and we've lost Mane, two absolutely out and out, um, wingers, stroke inverted forwards uh, in wide men that that was so crucial to to Klopp and Pep's game plan. So I find it intriguing this uh, this this big target man. Thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to something um, Amir just said earlier, Grizz, because you weren't allowed to talk on this topic because of a damn ice cream van. I'm not letting you just sidestep <laughs> it. Uh, Amir said Calvin Phillips is <laughs> Calvin Phillips is world class and you you rolled your eyes like the Undertaker I couldn't even see him anymore I think he went I think he went beyond that I think he said something worse than world class like as in to me to him obviously it was better he was praising I think he said elite or something maybe I'm mistaken no, I said he's Champions League quality 
No, you no no you went worse. You said I'm worse. Pre- now you, you're, you're, yeah, you're you're you're. you're oh, we got the wrong the footage. You're watering it down now. But look, Calvin Phillips is a massive improvement of the Fernandinho that we know now or gone or year gone by. Overall, Fernandinho is an all-time league. You know, he's a Hall of Famer in terms of Premier League, yeah. in my humble opinion. Fernandinho is elite. Calvin Phillips is very much. He's, he's, I wouldn't call him world class by far right now. He has the potential, especially under Pep, to be coached into an, a very good, possibly world class player. I wouldn't label him as a Champions League player right now, especially based. Well, we, we don't need to talk about Leeds because he's only as good as his teammates around him. But but yeah. based on even in the international performances, I wouldn't call any of his performances so far elite or world class. I think sort of being a, being arguably the best midfielder in a side that gets to the finals of the Euros, I think that puts you up there anyway. I mean, okay. I think I think I think England's I think England's reach I think England's um, route to the final or the whole tournament is pretty much like the Man United season. Sorry, Adam, where they finished second. <laughs> you know, it's oh, mate, really so right. begins. I'll, I'll get used to it. No, but it was it was it was it was it was it were they the second best team in 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 in, in, in that tournament? Was I don't know. It's a, it's a debate for another show, possibly. But I think it was very, you know, false economy. I call it. Adam, I'm going to come to you on this because you've you've like you've backed Calvin Phillips, and May has then said like because of uh, the tournament, Calvin gets the ratings. Is there potentially some English tax put on Calvin's head here, where? We're talking about a tournament which he was supposedly one of the best players, and I actually disagree. Um, but do you think because he's English, we're talking about him like that? No, I don't know. I, mean, I think I think it's a bit harsh saying, "Oh, he needs to be world class and all this." I think if he's the backup, I look at him as being City's backup the end next year. I think he's more than good enough for that role. Yeah. If you look, no, at I him, agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely, and I, I, I think that's, so. that's the way I see it for him. Absolutely. Um, it's an improvement on Fernando. They've actually got stronger in that. 100%. 100%. And just comparing the two, because let's be honest, that's the yeah. grounds we're going to make. Looking at Liverpool, DM, you've got Fabinho. Who would you say is the Calvin Phillips equivalent? Would it be... Henderson? Henderson, Henderson yeah. Would you, would you say that's a comparable... Very much so. Henderson, if we're saying Calvin Phillips has been yeah. s- superb for in- England, I think Henderson, you have to put Henderson in that equation then on the, on the basis of that theory. Yeah, okay, so you think that's comparable? Which I would, and you think which if, I would, if City are going against Liverpool, then that's, that's a good level of, level of signing, isn't it? You possibly have Henderson, uh, sorry, Calvin Phillips right now as opposed to, because Henderson's 31, got a lot yeah, of Yeah, not career. Years. I mean, talking like yeah. a next season, you know, or looking at last season anyway. No, I'm not, look, I'm not disregarding Calvin Phillips signing in terms of a bad signing or anything like that. I just, my eyes rolled and I, Wanted to butt in when he said world class or something. I just didn't yes. want to have maybe, maybe going a bit overboard. The thing I would yeah. say about this whole evolution thing, though, I think City are going to come out of this transfer window a lot stronger. If you look at their team, Haaland's going to slot in. He's proven. Look at the goals he scored. Look at, he's already made one move in his career as well. He went from Salzburg to Dortmund. Different league, different style of play. And he just cut that league, tear the league apart. He's scoring like a goal every 80 minutes in the league. But what I think is amazing about Haaland, he's done it in the Champions League, like for years yeah. already. The sheer, the sheer volume of goals against good sides as well. Nunes has had one season in the Portuguese League, a very good season. When he was linked to us, I thought good player. But the problem I think when he was linked to us, he thought shit. million is an Andy Carroll region. But I think the, the, the issue that, that um, Nunes is going to have, due to the price tag and the fact that they've both gone for big number nines, 
he's going to be compared to Haaland all season. And I don't think he's going to be able to compete in terms of goals, in terms of performance. Let's I don't think he's a bad player. He's not going to be a good already. I think the, yeah, yeah, I think the, the, the people are already topic. clipping up. People are already clipping up. And I think that's going to be a difficult situation for Nunez to deal with all season. The wider the wider topic of uh, of this Pep and Klopp evolution leads me to a question for you, Amir. Yes. Being a City fan and being quite respectful of Liverpool, as you have been in this conversation, as you are on social media, I feel like you're the perfect person to throw under the bus. Uh, is, this, <laughs> is this the last chance for Klopp to win the league so he's maybe thinking to change the system? Something he's genuinely believed in for such a long time because he's missed out on the league twice by just a point. Uh, there is uh, potentially, if you're looking from the outside, a danger that he needs to do something different to what he's previously done. Yeah, but the thing is, I think with Klopp and his legacy and all this kind of things, he's. I think both. I think both Pep and Klopp are approaching sort of the end of their reigns at their respective clubs. I think going in for a big money attacking signing is more so uh, because of the need to replace Mane more than anything else. I think Mane provides you with. I think was it near near about fifteen goals in the league last season. You have to get someone in who can put up those numbers. I think if you had um, Jota, Firmino, or um, Diaz alongside Salah, you can you know you can survive and you can put up a challenge. But against a team that has Haaland, I don't think it's enough enough depth in such a packed season to to put up a title charge. So I think with the money that you get from selling money, it did make sense to go in for a big money signing, a big money nine who can sort of in their heads guarantee you goals. Um, so I understand sort of the change from slightly more of a project kind of transfer window to more of a success now transfer window. Is this um, the last chance though? Is this Klopp's last chance? Yeah, I would say so. Because I think... Liverpool have had better teams in the past and still Pep has beaten them to the title. 18-19, I think they both had full-strength squads and Pep pipped Klopp to the league. I think last season, again, Liverpool were really good and City, without a recognised nine, still managed to to get the league ahead of them. That's the issue for Klopp, I think, that's forced his hand. The last two seasons he's come up short. And City haven't had a striker. Now they've gone and signed Haaland. That's false. I, I, I just I just find this no striker business. I'm going to go back to it. I, I just find it ludicrous and uh, silly. Um, what does that mean? Even like he hasn't had a striker. Like in the modern day and age, we know it's all about attackers. There's defenders. There's midfielders. There's attackers. That's a good point. So so most of the best teams in the world play with attackers that have so much of a variety of roles. It's like, not as opposed to sort of just one role, one position. Gabriel Jesus describes himself as a, a striker. So, you know, does that mean, you know, Gabriel Jesus wasn't a striker? Like, for example... I think it's sort of how he's used. I, I'm sure I'm sure you guys all play FPL, right? Man City had loads <laughs> of, like, FPL. Like, there was so many names under striker for Man City. Like... I don't. I didn't pick like, any we, of them. We, we didn't have a striker. It's like saying we didn't have a striker. We had Sadio Mane playing there. He's not a striker. We have Jota playing there. He's not a striker. He was a. I say Jota's a striker. He played majority of his. Uh, I could get heat maps if you want, but he get, he played most of his role <laughs> at Wolves. All your uh, podcast heat maps on, on the left. There's some red on the in the left. middle. 
you know, he, he played off uh, Jimenez, you know, left. The point being, I think Nubade's question was loaded and you fell for it in terms of, is it his last chance? Hey, don't blame me. Like, yeah, blame no, me. I actually do agree like, with like, that. What, but what does that mean? Jurgen Klopp's last chance before what? He gets sacked or what? what, was, oh, but what? So the point being here is, like Amir just said there, mm-hmm. um, he, he said it's a loaded question, you can say that, but he actually agrees with the point. <laughs> but he agrees with the point. The point I'm yeah. making here is, if, if, if he's missed agree, out on the league twice... He's okay, missed out so, the league twice, so it's not like is it his last chance? Is he going to get sacked tomorrow? It's more so is this his last chance to win the? Is this his last chance to lose ways changing system to match Pep? If if four two three one doesn't work and four three three hasn't worked, he's missed out on the league by a point twice. Pep goes and wins it again this season. What is he going to do the next time? Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's a four three three four two three one kind of thing. I think with the players that you have, you can switch between them. It's more about sort of how you implement that system and I think Liverpool's the way that Liverpool do implement the system is not going to change massively it's more about if the signings fit in and can give you the edge over a pep side for 38 games which I with with Nunes I don't think it will be enough to do that and I think this is Klopp's final sort of project maybe, maybe three, it's not last seasons. chance might be a bit harsh last chance might be a bit harsh but you think from my, from my perspective what Klopp Klopp's been there seven years one league title if he messes up this year, it's five and six for City. So Klopp, so Klopp, that's, that's, Klopp, that's pretty damning, isn't it? Klopp's been there seven years, you can say, right? Fair enough. Klopp took over a team that was languishing in eighth in the Bay, if yep, I remember correctly. Uh, eighth. He's, he's revamped that squad, uh, uh, reached two Champions League finals. Yeah, but the expectation is different now. You so can't look back at that team and, and lower the expectations. Of course you can't. Of course we're not. And we, we are agreeing that Klopp's had a... He's done amazingly from the beginning to now. It's more about in the last three or four years we're talking about. Sure. And and in the last three, four years, um, one season is, if you guys are on a realistic level, going to agree with me, was an anomaly of a season in terms of the injury situation. An absolute anomaly. Like, I dare not think either of you... Actually, I dare not think Man United without those injuries. Like, you would be... God knows what would have happened to Man United. They, but even they Man did City, really well to come back and get, get to for example, they did really well. For example, Man City were without, for example, Man City were without Laporte for one season and they finished 20 points Liverpool. So we were without sort of four centre-halves and still managed to finish third. There is context behind it. The other three seasons, we've won a Champions League and a Premier League and finished one point behind. As much as I absolutely love this debate, and I know it can go on <laughs> all day, all across social media, I think we talk about uh, transfers at a lot of depth. We often mention Harlan, Calvin Phillips, uh, Darwin Nunez. These will be the names that are at the top of everyone's list when you look back at this transfer window. And they'll be this transfer window will be defined by them signings. If them signings flop, everyone will think this transfer window wasn't a good one. However, there's been a lot of very good transfers that have possibly gone under the radar uh, Adam, I'll start with you. Do you have a favourite transfer that the media maybe just hasn't picked up on that is potentially a transfer that we might look back at in five years or whatever and go, that transfer defined that window? I don't know about define because I don't think he's that kind of player, but Bubagar Kamara to Villa, I think is a pretty good signing. When uh, Ragnik came in and there's this whole Ragnik ball, he's going to change things from the top. <laughs> we linked him quite a bit. Oh, well, he looks like a good player. I think Villa's... Villa made pretty good signings, you know, Coutinho, Kamara. I think they bought in Diego Carlos as well. Yeah, uh, Digne. They're building a nice little team there. And I think Kamara could be, he's, I don't think he's going to define an era by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he's probably gone under the radar as being a player who might do pretty well next season. 
This Grizz, you were were you shaking in agreement or were you shaking in what were you shaking in? Surprise, surprise, Man United fan disagreement. Total disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kamara is gonna be an absolute uh, people people have been speaking about him for a season or two and when he was linked with Man United, I was praying Man United game. That's how much what I think of him. I was absolutely praying. Um you know, more than I usually do. No, I'm joking. But look, the only thing that worries me is Steven Gerrard's talent ID thing because one minute I'm saying Steven Gerrard's my hero and then Steven Gerrard's actually the guy who's buying him. So I hope I'm wrong. You know, it's Steven's spot, isn't it, Chris? I hope, yeah, exactly. I hope I'm wrong and Steven Gerrard uh, is spotted a brilliant player, but I, I just don't rate him. And that Diego Carlos, wow, he's uh, the Brazilian Martin Skirtle, if ever I saw one. Diego Carlos is an interesting one. He's had like a big rep for a while. He was He's almost yeah. like in stages gone from link to like top European club to less and less and less. And now he's landed at Villa. Um, Villa's transfer window as a whole is quite odd. Right? Bubakar Kamara feels like one where uh, they've scouted FM for days and days and watched loads of clips. And then Diego Carlos seems like they've gone lots of fancy teams wanted him. So why don't we get him as well? And now you kind of put the two together and you're like, your scouting system's a bit left there. Someone's, like Somebody's not getting the memo. Someone's picking players that you might not uh, want to sign. I think maybe that's why I like it. It seems a bit familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel you, I feel you. Uh, Grizz, have you got a transfer that's gone under the radar? And I know for a fact, whatever you say here, um, uh, Adam is coming for your throat, so please. <laughs> of course, of course. It's, it's, that's, the game's the game. I understand that completely. Uh, He's going to play it safe and say Tari Malassia. No, I was gonna play it safe. I was gonna actually play it safe, but then you would have said, "Oh my God, this guy is just pure Liverpool bias." I was gonna say Fabio Cavallio, but I will let Umer say that. <laughs> so, I need to get so, Liverpool good I'm gonna, in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for uh, Mark Rocker of uh, of for Leeds, uh, the Calvin Phillips replacement, I guess, possibly, probably. Yeah. Um, I just rated him before he went to Bayern Munich. Liverpool were linked with him at one stage. I, for, for whatever reason, and I must admit, I didn't follow his time at Bayern close enough to to work out what happened there. But from the time we scouted him and as a result, I started doing homework on him, uh, I thought this guy is one of the up-and-coming young players. I really hope that he flourishes at Leeds and shows Leeds and Omer how overrated Calvin Phillips really was. <laughs> But that's, I think that one will go under the radar. I'm it's not a Bielsa sure. system, though. He's not having yeah. to survive a Bielsa system. That's true. But the Jesse Marsh, you know, he, he he's obviously... I think, again, I know that's not one of your questions on the agenda, but I think Jesse, Jesse Marsh will be one of those um, guys that sort of does very well. A lot of people are already looking for a scapegoat and sort of first sacking of the season, I think, I think is the opposite. Yeah, he's, he's going to be well, memed up as, as Ted Lasso, yeah. isn't he? It's just, yeah, you, can yeah. see, you can see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he does like tick a lot of boxes. Like, I really like him, but like, he does say some mad stuff in the press and I'm like, this is big Ted Lasso vibe. Like, you watch the show and now yeah. you're doing the interviews. Um, another one I think you should you need to look out for at Leeds is uh, Sinistera. I watched him a little bit in, in the Dutch League last year. Uh, before people come from my throat and say you don't watch the Dutch League I've watched a little bit of the Dutch League I haven't watched loads of it but um, I think he'll be a really bright player for Leeds and even more interestingly if they let go of Rafinha uh, they probably have now an option that they can play on on the left side because I prefer Harrison off the right and I know Amir is a massive fan of Jack Harrison um, I don't I know why club will listen. <laughs> um, he's not as big a fan of uh, Harrison as he is of Anthony Gordon 
Oh, Anthony yeah. Gordon, boy, boy, Jack Harrison. Boy. After our screen test, I fell asleep at night, and all I could hear was Anthony Gordon. <laughs> One of the greatest young players to grace the league. Not really, but I love it, man. He's who's, so your, good. who's your signing? Because he might be going to Tottenham. I did read. I have read that over and over again. Yeah. Um, but aside from Anthony Gordon, who's your like favorite transfer that's going under the radar? My favorite transfer. So this is someone who I. When Newcastle got uh, new owners, I said that they should sign this player. But West Ham have gone and signed him. Nayef Aguer. He's mm. a centre-back that they signed uh, from the French League. Um, and I sort of looking at the data and looking at like which sort of centre-backs, which defenders are, you know, really impressive. I think I went on FB, FB Ref, which I do have a problem with that website, I'm not going to lie, and how people use it. But there's like a similar player section. <laughs> and uh, Aguer was like, he kept showing up similar to Van Dijk in the stats, which it, he's not exactly like Van Dijk. Don't put it, those expect, calma, expectations calma, on him. Calma, calma. Yeah, no, calm down, calm But like, um, so I went and watched like... He can't move, but anyway, continue. <laughs> I went back and I actually watched like maybe eight, nine full 90 minutes just focusing on Aguirre. And I, generally, I think he's really good. Uh, ex- extremely sort of quick and reactive. One thing that really impresses me about him is how much he scans as a defender. Like you normally associate that with midfielders, just sort of turning their head quite often, but he does that uh, quite a lot as a as a centre back. And it means that if there's players quicker than him or players trying to run in behind often, uh, he reads that really well. Um, his game against PSG, uh, there's so many times where Mbappe is sort of running in behind him, and he deals with it really well, which was surprising to me. But I think he's impressive in that sense. Um, he can sometimes get caught out if someone crosses it sort of from the right side. But I think for West Ham, who have other good defensive um, box defenders, I think Aguirre is like a, a centre-back to really watch out for. Like 25 million is a great, great little signing for them. I mean, it's a natural upgrade when you've played Craig Dawson for 20-plus games. I've got nothing against Craig Dawson, but my man is like yeah. 518 years old and he cannot <laughs> move. So uh, I think it's no disrespect, Craig Dawson. If you ever want to hop on a pod and give you two cents, please feel free. We start with breaking news because Jack Wilshire has announced that he is retiring from the game. It's a, a very lengthy Twitter statement, but uh, there's just a simple headline that says, I've lived my dream, thank you all. Jack Wilshire had a cracking game against Barcelona and built an entire career out of it where people have raved about him for many, many, many years. Not to have anything against JW but I'm just saying um, he has now announced his retirement which I think was inevitable couldn't really get a game at Bournemouth and struggled but what I want to know is what player do you think was robbed of a, a wonderful career because they had injuries uh, Adam I'll start with you if anyone springs to mind I wouldn't say robbed but whenever you talk about injuries and players you think of R9 don't you because yeah, as sensational as he was imagine what he would have been because I, I started watching football, I'm 26, I think, I actually hated football when I was a kid, and I fell in love, it was Euro 2004, that made me fall in love with the game. So I really just saw his back end, you know, like, fat Ronaldo. Wait, you I, saw I his didn't back see end, or you saw, you saw his yeah. back end, yeah? Whoa, pause. Yeah, he was a dump truck as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started watching in 2004, and I've, I've watched, like, I don't want to even say how many times, that Madrid United 03 game, where it was 4-3, and I think, he got a standing ovation at Old Trafford. And again, that was at the back end. But like, imagine what he would have been just without the injuries. I think he could have been best of... I mean, some people say best of all time in terms of strikers. 
So without yeah. injuries, the guy would have there's, been... There's, there's no doubt. Phenomenal. There's no doubt. If, if anyone, Yeah, I, I totally agree with you in terms of that shout. There's no doubt. I think most ex-players and pundits and commentators and coaches, anyone you speak to, will testify to, to he was the most unbelievable talent player, you know, ever, ever, ever. Like, of course, Messi... Of course, Messi comes into that category and there's a debate and there's a debate. But Ronaldo, in terms of... It, without his without those injuries would have would have been on that level maybe I just in terms that. of like he reminds me as well which a guy who maybe did lose a career uh, adriano because he mm, i think yeah. got affected a lot more by injuries than he had personal problems well. was adriano i was going to say was adriano's more injuries as opposed to personal i think he had i think there was a bereavement as well i think definitely yeah, injuries yeah. played yeah. a part but i think he's one that was yeah. more derailed be interesting Wait, to see what he's right. done he said six, on, Adriano, left foot, just different gravy. Icon of the game. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I've ne- like, I played Pez that one year, and that's the only thing I remember. He used to run like with his back, like his shoulders over his like chest. You remember? Because they had like the really yeah. weird graphics. Like the, the, the graphics were terrible. Um, but yeah, Adri- Adriano's an interesting one because he said on um, is it the Players Tribune? The Players Tribune, I think, where he basically said like. Yeah. Uh, he lost his father. I could be completely wrong, and I might have killed his dad. That's a lie. Yeah, if I did. Yeah, I apologize. Um, but I think he lost his dad, and he said like after that, he just like couldn't get back into um, back into playing football. He had no passion for it, which is which is pretty sad. Um, he did have a lot of injuries though, as well. To be fair, uh, Adam, you're not wrong there. I think he like tore his Achilles um, and a couple of other little bits and bobs. Uh, Grizz, um, is there a player that you think's been robbed? Not. Not, not before you go. Like, if you if you say Angel Di Maria, then yeah, he, he actually did get robbed. But I mean, of a career. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, this is one of those answers that's gonna, um, you know, one of those show your age without showing your age. Uh, Marco van Basten. Uh, Marco van Basten for me was one of for this the one. <laughs> my god, Umir, my god. Go and read up on people speaking about Marco van Basten. Way ahead of his time. Very much like Johan Cruyff was very much ahead of his time. Marco, Vas- Marco Van Basten, in terms of number nines, elite number nines, was way ahead of his time and absolutely devastated with injuries. Uh, he had everything: touch, control, poise, in te- game intelligence. He had the game intelligence of a bear camp. Um, oh, that's a good compliment. The, you know, you know, you know the, you know the, what, Wasn't you know the that quintessential striker with that kind of Dutch touch, the volleys, like. Absolutely, Adam. You know, they talk about the, the, uh, he's got good feet for a big man. He's like six foot plus, right? Mm. Beautiful, elegant skills, upright. I'd say he was... All right, so we. I, I'm assuming we all rate Lewandowski in the modern day and age, right? Yeah. What a fantastic striker of the right? last decade or so. This guy was Lewandowski times two. With a touch of Bergkamp in there, that kind of with a, with a touch of Bergkamp and everything. He was just... The best way to describe him was just so ahead of his time and absolutely devastated Rob because of injuries. I mean, on Wikipedia here, it says 281 games in, and 219 goals in a career that lasted 14 years. That's not a lot of games played for, for a 14-year career. Um, and then added to that, Shocking. it says in 2007, Sky Sports ranked Van Basten first on its list of great athletes who had their careers cut short. So either Grizz has never watched Van Basten and he's waffling and just used Wikipedia, or he's just nailed everything top to bottom. <laughs> I've, I've, I can't even spell Wikipedia. I've never used Wikipedia. Um, 
<laughs> a lot of people can spell Wikipedia, depending on you. But uh, now, I've just all time favorite. One of my all time favorites, uh, Nibay. That's a great question on your part. So, let just be. speaking of getting uh, getting our facts right, when we're talking about the Adriano story. Sakib's dropped a little. You're right. So, Nibay, drop an absolute knowledge here on this podcast. Well, I do. This that, that last one I did use Google, but Adriano didn't. Uh, Amir, before I ask you for your for your uh, player whose career was robbed by injuries, can you spell Wikipedia for us? W i k i p e d i a. Yeah, I knew you were a clever kid. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> As a little, I don't know. He had to use, he had to use Wikipedia for that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all just, for me when I searched it. It, it just proves, it just proves he uses Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Children of the internet. <laughs> oh, no. um, mine's going to be a bit bit basic as a City fan. And his, his career wasn't really robbed uh, entirely. He still has one of the greatest legacies. I, I suppose all, all three of the players that we, we've mentioned do. But I, I want to say Sergio Aguero. Um, just because of his goals per minute ratio is ridiculous. He has a career that when he joined City... City weren't a huge team and by the time he left they were four or five time Premier League champions um, and he was pivotal to all of that I think every season he'd show up for about 20 to 25 games score 20 goals win you the league and then be injured for the rest of it um, if he did manage to have sort of three or four four campaigns I think he would have racked up the golden boots um, he would have finished in the top three, top maybe top two uh, Premier League all-time scorers. Um, and then again, with his um, transfer to Barcelona, I would have loved to see him play in La Liga. He did, I think he did score in a Classico as well before, obviously, his uh, That was his retirement. last goal, I think. Yeah, was, was his last goal. Yeah. yeah, his last goal. I want to put, put in another name there, who <laughs> whose career's absolutely not been robbed, but I just want to put in there, just a bit of Omer Spice in there. But like, Callum hudson Adoy. His injury, honestly, I thought he was going to be one of the greatest players in the stop. world. No, I'm not <laughs> going to stop. I'm going to cook. Let me land. At Omer F1, two absolute howlers. No, no, no. Listen, Hudson Adoy, under 17s World Cup, Academy against Man City. The problem, problem here is he's got oh, he's, he's about 22, I want to say. He's got 10 years. He's, about 12. he's, he's got time He should already be a starter. He should be in the Champions That's League. That's like me saying Ryan, Ryan Brewster, like, you know, Golden Oh, he's not. Euros, you know, if you ask the guys who are in the know in the academies. I, I, all, I'm, all I'm saying is Callum hudson Adoy entering that conversation at any point was not nah, in the past. What a player. I am going to give you a chance to redeem yourself because uh, we're going to do right, a bit of draft pick, Premier League draft picks. Uh, I'll talk you through it. Make sense. And if you do not Callum Hudson Odoi for this, <laughs> put your headphones down and walk out of that door behind you because you've given it loads for this guy. Uh, essentially, you've got to pick your Premier League five-a-side team. Only one player from a Champions League team is allowed, and only one player from one country is allowed. For example, if you pick Harry Kane, you cannot pick another player from a Champions League side or an English player, and you can't pick the same player as each other. We're going to do it this snake order. I didn't know it was called snake order, but apparently it is. I go first, then Grizz, Adam, then Amir, and then in reverse. So Amir, you get to go first, and then Adam, then Grizz, and me, and we go on like that until we have a five-a-side team. And at the end, we'll have a little bit of a back and forth to see who we think has the best team. So as soon as I get to go first, uh, I will make my Champions League choice, uh, and I would like to have... Mo Salah in my team. 
Chris, you're up next. That's a good shot. Champions League team. So it's got to be, oh my God. Can I just ask a question? Like, because my mind's gone blank here. It's so funny. Did Su- Suarez didn't play for it's us? It's only, the only league, Premier League, league right now. Only Premier League right, right now, now, yes. Okay, okay, because five aside, I would have just needed Suarez on his own. Um, okay, five <laughs> aside. Five aside. Uh, do, 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 do. Five aside. It's the first pick, man. This is the easy one. You just could pick pick any Champions League player. Formation. No, it's going to be formation, man. You've got to think ahead of the game. Um, you've picked Mo Salah. Um, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Harry Kane. All right, uh, so, Adam. Surprised you didn't pick Callum Hudson or Doyle, mate. Yeah, you're missing um, out on your English pick there. <laughs> Unless he changes nationalities, actually, you might do that. It's all right. We're saving him for you. We're saving him for you. Yeah. There. Um, Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Champions League, I'll go for Haaland. In five-a-side, we will okay. talk about this. We will talk about this. Uh, Amir, your, yeah, so your we're playing on a five-a-side picture, not just the five best players we can think of in it. Yeah. Oof. Uh, okay, I'll go with... Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm not going to pick my Champions League one first, you know, because everyone's picked their Champions League play already. So I'm going to go... What does that mean? Because I mean, no one's going to take any more Champions League players because we've picked one. Can we not so pick players my... that other people have picked? Is that no? You can't pick. Did you not yeah, listen? No, you can't that. But, but it's got to be Champions League. Player. No, no, no. He, 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 can, he can start in whatever order he wants. Let Amir pick. Yeah, his I just team. need one Champions League player in my team. So I'm gonna my first pick. I'm gonna Rafinha hasn't left yet, so we'll go Rafinha before he leaves. All right, and then you get the I first my... pick as well now. Yeah. Um. And I'll go with... I'm confused, I'm not going to lie. I'll go with De Gea. And I don't like De Gea, but five aside, you save with your feet. You're a good shot stopper. That's five goals there, you're preventing. Yeah, he's, uh, when he wow. plays out from the back, then he kick it out of the stadium, because it's so small. In five aside, you just roll it though. you got to roll. Adam, your pick next. Uh, so you cannot pick a Man City player, you cannot pick a Champions League player, and you cannot pick a Norwegian at this point. My God, are you keeping check? I will go... Bruno. Five aside, you know, okay. I mean, um, we're not in the UCL, so it's all good. Chris? <laughs> um, St. Maximum. That's an interesting shout. He's bringing shout. that Gucci, man. He's bringing that Gucci. Right, my turn. I've got a double pick now. If you're not being... If you're, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know... I'm not saying you haven't played five aside, but if you've played five aside, you know I've won already. Chris uh, <laughs> is the king of power league. Like. Uh, I'm going to go. i got a double pick, so I'm going to pick my keeper first, I think. Uh, I'm going to have. How, why did you used to get double pick? It's like it, unfair, it's, snake system. It's, it's a proper snake. Forward and back, yeah. No, but it evens out. It's a snake in a day. You, you, you get is, your pick. Is, it? Shut it's up. Um, I will go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will go. Uh, Casper Schmeichel as my first of my two picks and then my second pick he's one techie creative ooh I've got just a man I will go Coutinho ooh that's a shout as well yeah Amir you're up next oh no sorry Grizz before you start oh, no, crying Grizz sorry yeah. Grizz you're up next <laughs> okay uh, we need a ball playing either side um, this could be controversial me being a um Reese James. Oh, that's interesting. 
No, no time you can't have, I just, just clock. He's English and he plays in the Champions League, bro. You can't have Reese James. No problem. I'm just as long as someone's checking. He's <laughs> right. just testing you. Just testing. We can test. We can test. Get away with it. If we get away, we'll get away with it. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, you've got me now, it then. Wesley Fofana. Ooh, that's a tasty shout. That's a uh, oh. Adam, you're up next. I've been told I can't have Fofana. Why? Pick a goalie. I think for a goalie, I'll go with anyone. Oh, you can't. Why? Max is French. He's saying oh, you're paying attention. Very good. You can't have Fofana, Grizz. You're going to have to go again. Fofana's not French. He is, he is, he is. He is. Yeah, he is. My God. Um, I've got the notepad out. I can't lie. The notes app is getting typed into Yeah, I've now. got an Excel spreadsheet on the side. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have to change this around then a little bit, aren't we? Mate, Grizz um, is lost. I'm not lost, but I'm um, struggling. <laughs> um... Have we got a Brazilian? We've got a Brazilian as well. Yeah. <laughs> you can continue. No, you, uh, you can have you a can Brazilian in your team. Oh, only one. But okay, cool. <laughs> cool. I'll go with um, I'll go with Silva, Chelsea one. He's in the Champions League. <laughs> Grace, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'll, Gabriel, Arsenal. Right, all right. I think you just named a random bloke in the end. Um, Adam, you're up next. <laughs> Okay, so I've got Haaland from City in Norway. I've got uh, Bruno from United in Portugal. I've got Emi Martinez from Villa and Argentina. Okay, you've got, uh, you got him. For wait, wait, you're getting Martinez. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was the third one. I'll go for Emi Martinez, um, Villa and Argentina. That was my keeper. Okay. Uh, Amir. Um, uh, do I have a double pick now? You do have a double pick. Okay, I'm going to go for... Um, Antonio from West Ham. That is a weird choice, but five side, get out! <laughs> you ever have a big, big striker? At get no right, I'm, I'm gonna just low key agree here. The thing is, though, have you when you only play five side, you come against a big man and he stands in front of you. You have to mark him and you have to try and get yeah, your arms around him. I'm just saying. Side of him. However, his yeah. touch is terrible. But anyway, mate, you've got a second second pick. Yeah, so I'll take Antonio. Um, so that's West Ham in England. And then I'll take my Champions League player now, Kante, French and Chelsea. Ooh, that is mm. a saucy shout. Adam, washed. Washed. Your fourth choice. He only needs to last 60 minutes on a five-side pitch. Uh, it's not easy. Defenders. I'll go for Cucurella for my defender. Like Brighton, Spain. Brighton, Spain. I feel like I can have him, right? <clears throat> yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. Grizz? Uh, five aside, you need a brilliant ball playing goalkeeper. Um, so I can't pick it. It's in Brazilian. And, uh, <laughs> Grizz, <laughs> every one of Grizz's picks have just been UCL players. What's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the name of the. Help me out here, guys. Um, the, the, Brentford. Uh, the, the Brentford. David Raya. Raya. David Meyer, that's it. Cool, I got a double oh, pick shit. to complete my team and I am going to go for, I probably need a defender. Uh, Don't you uh, want Hudson-Odoi? I'm surprised you haven't put him in, you fraud. You can't have him I've either. I've got another pick. 
Yeah, but you've got. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am gonna go for my double pick. I will have Ronaldo because he's a. He'll be a beast in five side tapping's galore. Um, and I will have. I could do with a defender here. Engine room. Oh, you know, you want someone physical, really, don't you? Someone who's clarting people into the walls. Um, who we got? Let me think. You know what? Uh, no one else has watched him, but I would have put in the new West Ham guy, Naif. He's a bit of a beast, but no one else has watched him, so my team, won't get, my team won't get ratings. So I need I need the ratings. I just need to pick I'll a name that people like. It's, it's the No Rings podcast, though, man. Where do you get that ratings? <laughs> in it. Facts. Um, oh, who we got here? Let me think. Boy, I'm struggling here. I can't lie. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go a bit rogue. I'm going to go Lamptey because he can get about. The guy's got engine. He's basically my Kante. Um, oh, actually, no. No, no. No, no you've done it now. You've got change. I made the rules. I made the rules. Wow. Let's have a vote. I am. Go- Is this what you meant yeah. by snakes? All right, I'm, I'm gonna. If, if I, if the guy I tell you, you're gonna be like, why are you having him anyway? So I might be doing you a favor. Uh, I am gonna right. have Sally Sue from Southampton because he's a monster. He's quick and he's strong and he's good technically and he's putting anyone into the board. Uh, so Sally Sue's my last pick. Uh, Grizz, your last pick. You, you, you broke the rules of the game for a Southampton player. Well, yeah, that's what. Uh, there's no yes. rules. I, I, I didn't yeah. lock it in. So I've got- um, I'm just going to recap in my head. I'm going to think, lads. I've got uh, the, the Brentford keeper, and then I've I'd got. I'd read out uh, to you. You got Silver. Harry Kane, uh, Saint Maxman, French, Gabriel, Brazilian, and Arsenal. David Raya, Spanish, and Brentford. Oh, he's got oh, a team for the for I'm, the polls. I'm, 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 I'm actually thinking myself what a team I already won, uh, and this one just <laughs> secure, secures it. Secures it. Uh, five aside, my God, Yuri Tillemans. That's a nice shot. Uh, five aside. Adam, you've got Erling Haaland, Norwegian, Bruno Fernandes, Portuguese, Emmy Martinez, Argentinian, and Cucurella, Spanish. Who is your last pick? So got a, he can got have a two because he'll need two players. To, to, <laughs> I can have you two. You need an extra player, bro. Yeah, you, you need an extra player on that pitch with that team. So yeah, far. cool, cool. I'll take two. I'll take two. So I've got a striker, got a playmaker, got a defender, got a goalkeeper. Great bit rich come from the guy who just keeps picking UCL players. Uh, <laughs> engine room, engine room. I'm going to pick Declan Rice, England West Ham. I'm nice, him. nice. What a bunch of cloggers! Oh. Five aside, you picked about seven foot players, average height, seven foot on the five. Yeah, we got Amirovic picking a trucker striker. <laughs> that is a great tactic. Yo, five aside. That's a, a phenomenal tactic. The ball's got a stick. When you play a five and you've got a lump, it's not about just being a lump. The ball's got a stick and he's got to know what he's doing next with it. Target man for West Ham. He, he does it every <laughs> week. Amir, who's your last pick? Uh, my last pick, you know what? I don't help myself because I'm going to get cooked for this as well. But hear me out. Granite Shaka. Yes, boy. You're Wrong not shots galore. Five aside. You're not getting cooked from me. And he's aggressive. Yeah. Uh, right. That's it. Let me That's run you through the teams and uh, you guys can pick who your favourite team is. So my team is Kasper Schmeichel in goal, uh, Sally Sue at the back, uh, Coutinho in the, with the creative flair, Salah and Ronaldo. Uh, you got goals galore. you got power. you got physicality. you got monsters everywhere. Um, Grizz's team, you have uh, David Ryer in goal, Gabriel at the back, Tielemans creating, St. Maximan, doing step overs but for no reason at all and Harry Kane 
um, being the big man up front with a good touch. Um, Adam, your team. You don't get to introduce your team and then introduce ours. Got Haaland up front, striker in the back. Bruno playmaker, Declan Rice uh, in the midfield, absolute engine room. Cucurella, playmaking defender. Emmy Martinez, the go goalkeeper. Would you, are you happy um, with me doing your team? No, we've got to give them a big introduction. We have David De Gea, the world's greatest shot stopper. Don't clip that. No one clip that. I've criticised De Gea too much in real life to, for people to clip that. But saves with his feet, that's a five-a-side maestro there. We have Kante, he'll cover every bit of that turf. You'll have black bees. You know those black bees on five-a-side? They'll be filling his boots. Then we got Xhaka, long shot. That's, a, that's about three goals there. Rafinha, technical master. And we have Antonio, big man on the five-a-side. Great shooter. We're winning. All right. So, uh, Amir, you can go first. You can't vote your own team. What's your favourite? What team would you say would be the best five-a-side team out of this group? You know what? It pains me to say this. But I think I would... I would say Grizz's team. You're having a laugh. Why? I think you're having a laugh and a bait because you introduced my team and you let everyone else. <laughs> I, kept quiet. I kept quiet and I let it flow because just for the sake of the, the podcast. Uh, the thing is, I was shocked to hear you from the host. It's, it's just Saint Max. Max. Saint Max and Harry Saint Max final product. My guys, my guys, my guys. On on a five side, you only need to be one man and you've created so much space because that's the whole purpose of it. Yeah, if you can dribble on a five side. Yeah, say maximum beats 3-4 in a Premier League team and doesn't get nowhere because the big pitch and he gets confused. <laughs> on a five-a-side, all he needs to be is one player. He's at the back. If not, looking to Harry Kane. Harry Kane is probably the best finisher still, even though Adam's picked Haaland. Harry Kane is still probably the best finisher yeah. at all those picks. Right, yeah, Haaland is definitely Gucci. I don't like Tielemans in there and Gabriel either. I don't love them. You've given your choice. You've chosen Grizz's team. Grizz, you've got to pick your team. I got pick my oh uh, not mine. You can't pick right? your own. Uh, yeah, he spoiled with the Antonio shot and the Jaka at the end. Otherwise, that was going well. Shaka, I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with Nubades, Um but it's not great. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Nubades. Uh just because Adams is shocking. Adam. Pick, right, what's mate, your, what's your favourite team? Gucci would get battered. Uh, I'm going to have to pick <laughs> you, mate. I think it's shocking if you don't pick mine. Uh, all right, mate. All right. After I've given you the go... pick, no? <laughs> all right, pal. All right. I'm going to have to go over Nabe, just best of a bad bunch. I think Grizz's team's awful. They get absolutely battered. I think Amir's team's just, just a bit of a weird one with the truck up front. And I'm very disappointed he didn't stick to his guns. They're not seeing the vision. They're not seeing the vision. All right, my choice. I would say... I, can't, I honestly cannot believe it, mate. You chose uh, Gabriel Tielemans and Raya in your favourite team. I can understand the same Ashman and Kane. Um, I think they just clutch it. I think they're just too good to... I uh, just on their own know what? do the business. Weirdly, I don't think Adam's team's got a lot of balance, but Rice would be a beast in five-a-side. He can carry the mm. ball and he's good in 1v1s. Harlan's going to score a lot. And I like, think Harlan's playing against you in five-a-side, you're getting smoked. Um I'm not gonna lie, man. Your team's just proper hipster for no reason. <laughs> Antonio is a reason. Let me write a three thousand word article on my team. And we'll cut. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that you can convince anyone. But uh, Adam, I'm gonna go for your team. So I think uh, I don't know who voted what. So hopefully, producer Mayer is gonna tell us who voted what. 
Um, <laughs> I think you all got one vote each, no? No, no one voted for my team. Yeah, still me. Uh, okay, wait, hold on. I voted Adam's team. Grizz, you voted... Your team. Oh, Adam voted my team. So... It's a disgrace. It's a collection. It's a disgrace. You can hate the... You can hate Get the, the Drogba gif out. Get the Drogba clip and put the audio right here. It's a disgrace. Hey, it's a disgrace! It's a disgrace! I think uh, that is a lovely way to end this episode with my team winning the five-a-side. Um, guys, thank you very much. Cracking chat, cracking debate. Uh, I think there's some beef which you can take up on uh, Twitter. Just keep it sensible and PG and potentially in the DM so people don't come after the No Ratings podcast. Uh, thank you. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.